to the Reawakened Mom podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Clampett. I'm so grateful you're here. This show is for you if you find yourself always putting others' needs before yours. You naturally take care of others first. You find yourself in constant comparison with other moms. You put your dreams, goals, ambitions, and passions on hold. If you raised your hand and said, that's me, this show is for you. You are not alone. My goal with this podcast is to show you it doesn't have to be this way. I invite you to join the weekly conversations and learn mom hacks, proven strategies, techniques, and mindset tips to reawaken who you truly are. Some episodes, I'll be here sharing tips on how you can reawaken your home, relationships, career, purpose, self-love, kids, mindset, and more. Other weeks, I'll invite other moms and experts to share their stories and journeys on how they reawakened their life. Mama, it's time to come home to yourself. We need your voice out in this world. So stop hiding, stop dimming, stop following, and start knowing, shining, and leading because you are not alone. Let's reawaken the passion living inside of you together. Hello, I am coming to you today with my friend Simone Shepard. She is fabulous. Oh my gosh, wait till you hear her and talk to her and listen to her. She is a mama of three girls. She is a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, and oh my gosh, she's a wife, of course. So she is just fabulous. When you start hearing her, you are going to just feel her energy come right through your speaker. She is just a natural connector. So you're going to feel like you are listening to your best friend talk. But I just want to welcome you and thank you, Simone, for, for coming on the Reawakened Mom podcast. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. I must say all those things were wonderful, but your energy is unmatched. It is definitely why I feel so drawn and connected to you. You have a fabulous energy about yourself as well. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I wanted to have you on this podcast because I feel like you, first of all, your energy, like when you walk into a room, like (laughs) I was naturally drawn to you, you have a great smile about you and you're so welcoming. Is that something that like you had growing up? Like, did your parents, like, is it just natural? Where does that come from? Oh, you know, that's a good question. I just think I really do love just connecting with people. Um, I, growing up, yeah, I was just always a social butterfly. I love to talk to people, engage with people. Um, and I just think that gives me more energy to kind of connect and, and grow and connect with people for sure. So I definitely had this energy as a child and into adulthood as yeah. well. <laughs> I love it. And so a little bit about you, I would love to just dive into your journey because you are a very successful businesswoman. And I would love to know, like, is that something because you know, you're an entrepreneur. So you might not have gone down the normal route of going and working for somebody else. Like you're creating your own, right? Um, Is that something that you saw growing up? Like were your parents entrepreneurs? Like, is that something that you didn't have and you craved? Like, where did that start for you? I think it's definitely um, with my grandfather who was an entrepreneur, he owned his own business. So being able to actually see someone working for themselves, I think subconsciously that lives in us for sure. Um, My mom is also an entrepreneur. She has a a bridal shop. So she does wedding dresses and uh, helps brides get down the aisle. So being able to see that. And then also my dad, he's an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur, sorry. He worked for a company in accounting for over 40 years. So I got to see a little bit of both sides, the entrepreneur route and then the 
the uh, nine to five corporate side. For me, out of college, I just uh, started in IT. And it was actually a moment in time when I was working in corporate and it, it hit me that, you know, this was it, right? I'm like, I got out of college, I'm working at a job. And it was devastating for me because I felt like <laughs> my life was kind of ending because I got had to be, you know, I had to be behind a computer all day. I remember actually going out to lunch with my sister-in-law and we just had such an amazing time at lunch. We might've just, you know, how women talk and we chat and it was like a three hour lunch. And I looked at my clock and I'm like, oh my God, I have to get back. I, I'm going to get in so much trouble. I, I'm past my lunch hour. And it was at that moment that I realized that I really wanted to own my time and I couldn't do what I wanted because I had to report back someplace every day. My, my hours were owned basically. So I valued looking at what was I selling my time for, right? And I think that that was key for me to wanting to start my own business. I could bring in large contracts. I was helping other companies grow, but I could also focus on doing the same thing for my own company versus putting all that time in to build up someone else's company. So that was my beginning. I said, you know, I, I really wanted to spend more time with my family. I really wanted to create my own lifestyle. And I just took a leap. I just jumped and said, you know what? This is over 15 years ago that I've been an entrepreneur and I just could never imagine going back. It's just yeah. an amazing ride. Yeah. It's definitely a roller coaster for sure, but yeah. I just appreciate the fact that I own my own time. Yeah. And so did you have any of your girls at the time, like when you decided to make that leap, were any of them born or not yet? They were all here. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, so I had my daughter, well, 15 years ago, I actually started working in the insurance industry, which is phenomenal. Um, but actually starting my own company and being able to leap and do my own thing was almost about seven years ago. Okay. So they, you know, I have an eight-year-old, I have an almost 10-year-old, and I also have an amazing daughter at NYU who's 20. So I have a big, a, a big gap and all those ages there, but um, they were all here and they all encouraged me to just come on, mom, you can do it. So it was really um, a matter of wanting to spend more time, quality time, and also wanting to build my own empire. Yeah. So I love that. Will you tell, like, do you have some steps that you remember specifically taking? Like, because I have done the same thing. Like I used to be a school teacher and I left and, you know, I did something on my own and it's, it's scary, but just like you, I said, I'm betting on myself because I work so hard in the school system that I can work just as hard for myself. And so, but so many women are so fearful of doing that. Do you have something that you really were just like, this is just what I did. Like I, these were some steps that I took, or this was the belief that I had in myself, or I'm just fearless, or I'm, I'm not scared to fall and get back up. Like, how did you do that? First, you really have to write out your vision and your goals. Like if you can't see it, you can't believe it. Right. So for me, I wanted to actually put it all out on paper. I write my goals out all over, post them, and you have to actually see what it looks like. Because if you don't, then you're kind of like, you know, you're not really sure which way to go. But when you are clear and precise and you can actually see it and then you can feel it, 
that you're going to be powerful. It's going to impact you in so many different ways. So for me, I saw what I wanted for my future. I saw the legacy that I wanted to create. And I saw the impact of me making these steps that it would have on my girls to see that as well. So remember, failure is not always failure. So there has been times that I failed, but you you fall, you get back up and you keep going forward. So you fail forward. I teach that to my kids all the time as well. You need sports and you fall, you get back up, you lose a game. That's what it's like to be an entrepreneur because you're never going to get it all right in the beginning. I'm telling you, in the beginning, it was a lot of falling, right? But I got back up, I repositioned myself and, and re- reevaluated what I did wrong. Evaluated growth is the best type of growth. So looking at what didn't work, what did work each year. So each year around December, the same time, I actually go in and get my goals ready for going into 2022 and understanding what you actually want to do with your business down to the dollar. How are you going to generate and sticking to that hard calendar? I have a hard calendar that I am very, very, because I have, it's just not so much uh, time in the day. And I, I, I value my quality time and balancing with my family. Five o'clock, my clients know I'm sitting with dinner with my girls and family. It really is uh, that work-life balance. So for any of you out there who are wanting to take the leap, really write it out and figure out what that looks like first before you decide. Yeah, I think that's so important because so many times, you know, you might want to do something because somebody else is doing it or you're, you're not even sure why you're doing it. It just sounds good or you see somebody else doing it, but you're not really sure what you want. And I think so many women, especially moms, like we have done so many things for other people that then sometimes we don't even know who we are. So we're taking on somebody else's stories or somebody else's image and that's not even who we are. So I think sitting quietly and being like, what do I really want? What does my family, what is going to be best for my family um, is so important because we can sometimes take on everybody else's stuff or our family's story on what they did and, and realizing that we are our own person, you know, we are on our own journey and this is what we're creating for our family. So I love that you're creating that legacy for your girls and for them to see, because that's so powerful for them. Yeah, it, it is important. And I don't think they see entrepreneurship enough, right? So, you know, my kids come home, we have an assignment at school. It's what do you want to be a police officer, a nurse, a doctor, you know, and I ask the teacher, what, what about an entrepreneur, a business owner? It should be taught, right? And learned early on that that is an option. So we do teach that. What do you want to own, right? When you get older, so just planting those seeds, I think it's so important. And they were planted in me. So I knew that it was in me to be able to create my own uh, business. Yeah, I think that is really important because I do think that, you know, and being a school teacher as well in the past, you know, there are certain things that you learn. And like when I grew up, it was like, you go to college. So, okay, where do you go to college? You're like, it's like you're four. And like, there's no other talk unless like- No other way. Yeah, there's no other way. So you go to college, you get a career, you stay in that career for like 30, 40 years, and then you get to life. What kind of world is that? Crazy. I want to live- I want to live my life and have a business and enjoy it all. I don't want to just look back. And, and that's the thing, you know, especially in my industry, you see, you know, if something happened to you tomorrow, would you regret that decision? And a lot of times that is my driving force, right? Like we have to maximize our moments, our hours. 
because we don't know when the next, if we'll even be here tomorrow, we can't keep putting off living life, right? So I think that that keeps me grounded, knowing that, you know, I don't want to ever feel regret that I didn't make the decision to actually do the things that I want to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh my gosh. It makes total sense because I think, (laughs) yeah, you're, you're sold that story or I was sold that story. Like you work, you work, you work, you work, you work, you work for your weekend. So then you have your weekend and then you work to retire. And it's like, well, what if I don't like, what if I don't even live that long to retire? And then I didn't even enjoy my life this whole time. And so it's so beautiful what you just said. And I wonder like, how do you, because I do know you personally, I do know that you wear so many different hats and you're in so many organizations and, you know, as far as like a business and a mom, but there's so like, there's so many pieces to you. How do you manage all that? Because your values seem very strong, um, you know, and it's very important to you to be with your family, but how do you manage all of those different pieces? Good time management, the hard calendar for sure, but making sure the organizations that I'm a part of align with me as well and my goals. I think that's important because you can get pulled in so many different directions. So I do evaluate just like with my goal setting at the end of the year, the the organizations that I'm a part of that are truly giving back because I think that's important. Once you get to different levels, you have to be able to to give back. That's the most fulfilling part about your journey and everyone's journey should be to actually look back and help pull others along the way. So I do, you know, really focus on being a part of great organizations that are doing really good in the community, uh, really about helping and mentorship. That's something that's really important to me now as well. Um, And as I'm getting older and older, I I realize that, you know, your time is very important. So you can't do wear too many hats, but you can be more of an advisor. So some some roles are more of an advisor role that I step into uh, with some of the organizations that I'm a part of. But for the most part, I do just strictly align with things that uh, organizations that align with my moral moral compass for sure. Did you find that you were always like that? Because I know as a younger mom, so like my, (laughs) I have a 12, a 15, and then I have a 28 year old bonus son. But when my 15 year old, when he was a baby, um, I was like, yes, like I want to be this. I want to be the president of that. I want to do all the things. And, and then I got exhausted and I got worn out and then I became resentful for certain things that I had said yes to that maybe didn't necessarily align with me and what I needed, but I just felt like I should say yes. Did you? Yeah, no. Were you I'm not a people pleaser? No, sometimes, you know, I'm not that friend when, you know, you come to me and I'm like, no, you actually are the wrong one here. Um, so I, I don't, I don't people please. I, I do say what's on my mind. Um, I do speak out. So if I am a part of something, Um, I'm definitely not going to conform to the average, you know, things that maybe that they're accustomed to. So I'm very outspoken. I'm not, you know, I'm a leader naturally. So, you know, if I do step in an organization, I want to take on that role and be able to bring about change. So if I see things that are not, you know, correct, I'm not going to just continue to do it that way. And, and, And we shouldn't. I teach my kids that all the time, you know, there's the leaders, the Martin Luther King, if we never, if he never saw things that were wrong and we all kept conforming, those things can still continue to be wrong. So if I do align with an organization that's doing things wrong, 
100% of the time, I'm going to either try to correct them, or if not, then that is an organization that I will not continue to be a part of. So that's the key too. Don't overextend yourself and know your worth and know your value, right? So I know what value I bring to wherever I go. So that's important for me. If those people or organizations don't see that value in me, then I'm not going to stay and participate. Yeah. You have really good boundaries. It sounds like. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do keep really great boundaries. That is, that is important for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really important. So when you talk about legacy for, for your daughters, like what does that look like for you? Because you, you know, you talk about writing all these things out in your vision and what you want for your future and, and creating your businesses and things like that. What does it mean to like leave a legacy for you? Like, what is that for you? Well, for me, it's having my children be well-rounded um, morally, financially, and just overall being able to compete in this world, right? So think about how different your life would be if your grandfather obviously left you a trust or an inheritance of, of some sort. You'd have a little bit of a leg up, right? So I think that that's something that's important to me, that my girls, they have a leg up. They're not starting from ground zero, right? They're starting a little bit ahead of where they should be. But it's also with, with growing them spiritually, building a strong foundation so that they can take on the world. And, you know, I tell my girls all the time, we all have to recognize what our gifts are, right? I really want to foster my children's gifts and be able to allow them to use that in the world, right? I know what my strengths are, what my gifts are. I daily give them back into the world and try to encourage and uplift and I want that same legacy for my children to be able to create that for the next generation and the next generation. So definitely would love to have my name remembered for 10 generations or 100 generations down the line. And I think that's definitely the definition of true intergenerational wealth. Yeah. So you do have a little bit of a gap between your, your girls. Have you noticed that there is, you know, going to motherhood, have you noticed that there's <laughs> a big difference from how maybe you mothered your, your <laughs> daughters in college to now? Yes, she <laughs> would tell you, uh, she would say that all the time. She's like, I would never have gotten away with that mom. What yeah. is going on? Yes, I will admit my oldest daughter <laughs> You know, we, we learning as you go, right? Learning as you go. So there's definitely a big difference there. And then it was just the one for her. Before now, we had the two. So they can gang up on you. The two of them together, boy, I know it's the difference. I only had, you know, my older daughter who's at NYU right now. Um, but at having the two younger ones, uh, I think you get a little burnt out a little bit too. Motherhood will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just so bright. So sometimes I'm like, I, I, I can't even tell if that's talking back or she's just very clever, right? But especially my oldest daughter, Savannah, older daughter, Savannah, she's a little, she's very clever and smart. So, you know, you, you, you really don't, I don't like to put my children in boxes. So I allow them to express themselves, um, you know, in, in a respectful manner, of course. So um, it's just, it's just watching them evolve. But to your point, I, I do see the difference in parenting styles <laughs> um, versus my first order. And like I said, learning as you go. And then my other two girls, it, it was, I'm a little, uh, I was a little harder on my first order, I would have yeah. to say. Well, she's, and I think, you know, as 
when that happened to me as well with my older son, like, and you're always with them. So it's just like you and them all the time. They're going everywhere. You're doing everything. You like, you want them to have everything and do everything and be part of everything. And so you're taking them, but you're always with them. And if you don't have another child at that moment, then they are, you're, you're focused on them all the time. So all the good and the bad, they don't really get away with anything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) that's exactly what it is they don't the younger ones they don't get away with much but the older one uh she she didn't get away with much either but you know you get a little lighthearted, a a little bit more lighter as you get older yeah because a lot of things that you think you know maybe stories that you heard or this is what a mom does or this is what a good mom does or a bad mom or whatever um or just how I am choosing to raise my child versus other people it it changes too as you change as a woman and, and now you're you're living somewhere different and then we have the pandemic and all of these different things like things change and technology and and the world that is totally different now than it was you know 20 years ago with your daughter so it's a big shift I think in in that aspect of I I find with the technology it's like how much is too much and what's that fine line of what you give and what you don't and how long and it's you know it's stressful yeah, we do. We do uh, have strict rules with technology. I think you know it's a lost art with just kids going to the library and reading. My kids go every week. Uh, that was one thing we did with my older daughter. I mean, each year she'd read three, four hundred books a year, and that's something that I did roll over and continue with with my younger ones, making sure that they're actually reading real hard books. And the technology is very. Um, limited to the timeline that they can be on it. Cause I think, you know, too much of it in excess is definitely not good for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that as well. And then just like sports, like I do try to keep my kids busy after school, um, just to make sure, I don't know that they have, they're well-rounded as well. Like you talked about with your girls as well, but that they have different things that they are into. So then maybe they're not always thinking about trying to get on their phone at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, keeping them engaged. I was uh, sharing with my daughter. She does debate. You know, she, as I said, she's really great at the uh, savviness. We call her savvy. <laughs> and so I said, you know, fostering and channeling the things that you see that your children are good at, right? And so not always looking at it as a bad thing, right? I, I thought, okay, you're, you seem like you you have a great argument, a great point. Let's try, you know, try you in debate. And she's actually one of the top debaters in her her debate team. And then also my younger daughter, you know, she's really good at math. And we tried her out in coding. And she's actually been doing very well in her coding. So, you know, you you foster your children's strength and keep pushing them to find their way. So they do soccer, they're in sports. Um, and, and I always try to keep encouraging them to just continue to grow and evolve into their best versions of themselves. Yeah, I think that's great. I was just reading um, an article about that as well. And just how I'm all about like mindset and like flipping the script and the things that you say to yourself are so important, but also what you say to your children is 10,000 times more important as well, because they're obviously listening and watching everything that you're doing. But that was one of the things that I had read too, where like these things that you think are, you know, maybe a negative on your child. Where how can you flip it so that it's not a negative, but like, okay, this is something that they have that can be a gift of theirs. And I might not necessarily agree with it, but let's foster it a little bit more and see how can we show that this is something that they're really good at 
versus, you know, being like, oh, stop yelling or stop whatever. You stop talking back, but like, oh, you're great at debating. That's wonderful how you did that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I recognize in all my children are what their strengths are. And again, push them to actually enhance that strength. And I think that was done for me too. My parents, you know, my mom always encouraged me. I played basketball, I did track in high school. And it really made me well-rounded, you know, having that sports background and, and being able to be consistent with doing, you know, my schoolwork, my, my studies and, you know, being able to just kind of continue to grow and evolve as well. Yeah. Do you have any, um, you know, advice or anything that you haven't shared just for moms? Because you're very strong and you're grounded in who you are. Um, is there anything that you haven't kind of touched on that you think would be like good advice or just like, just good for moms to even kind of think about or a tip or anything like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I think a lot of times we wonder, are we doing things right? We could be doing things better. There's a lot of comparison when though with like social media, oh, I should be doing this, doing that. We really need to allow ourselves grace, you know, taking it in and being where you are, be grateful and thankful for what you have done for yourself and your family. I know for me too, we have to celebrate ourselves more, right? Give ourselves a pat on the back. And I think us as mothers in general, we don't do that enough, right? Cheer ourselves on. Like there's quiet moments when I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a good job. Hey, I'm doing a good job. <laughs> and I just, I just celebrate myself, right? And it, it really takes me a while. It's like, okay, I had these amazing successes, you know, I'm leaving this, I'm women of this, you know, and then I'm like, okay, what's next? Really stay in your moment and celebrate yourself. And I think that we really do overlook that, you know, as women, as moms, just not patting ourselves on the back enough. So I want to encourage all the mothers out there listening to be happy and grateful and allow yourself some grace. You're doing an amazing job. And, and continue to celebrate yourselves. Yeah, oh, that's so beautiful. It leads actually into my last question because I think as women, um, for sure, we do not celebrate ourselves enough. And a lot of the time we can celebrate others and oh my gosh, look at you and look what you're doing. And oh, I'm so proud of you. But we don't look at, okay, what are we proud of or what do we even love about ourselves? Exactly. So my last question that, um, I don't know. I just love because I think we do need to look inward. Like what do you, Simone, like love about yourself right now? Like what do you just love about yourself? I love that I'm six feet tall, right? <laughs> you know, for me growing up, I would always try to wear flats and, you know, I was always so tall in a room like, oh, now I'm like, I really embrace my height, my diversity, I really know, I like you mentioned, you stand out in a room before I tried to blend in as a young, a youngster into the room, but now I just embrace it and just love who I am as a woman. And again, this year, I, I turned 40 this year, so that's a big <laughs> milestone, but it was also like an eye-opening experience for me because it's like I'm on to the next chapter, right? That's a big, big life you know, number, right, for most, but it made me realize that I'm just, I'm standing in my womanhood, so I, I love that, I love to, being in my womanhood, and being who I am each and every day, I'm just, you know, blessed about that. 
Oh, I and I think, you know, yeah, I love that you're six foot tall. I just love that about you. And you do, like you stand, like I said earlier, not even knowing what you were just going to say, but like you do stand out and not, yeah, you're six feet tall, but like, it's so much more than that. You know, it yeah. is, it, it's you are living into your womanhood. Like you are proud of who you are and it shows, like it shows, it shines, like the energy that you are putting out, like you're proud of who you are and it, it yes. does show. So kudos to you. Cause that, that's not Thank easy you. to do. No, it's not. I mean, again, it's like, you, you know, you just have to be embracing your womanhood ladies be proud of who you are, where you are in life. You know, there's so much more that you can accomplish. Just know that too, because we want to accomplish it all right away. But I'm just looking forward to each day and having my wins, my little victories each day to lead up to my big ones. Yeah. And that's what I encourage for all of you guys. Yeah. And, and like you said, celebrate yourself and celebrate those little wins. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. Like you could be like, I showered today. I got my kids to school on time. Like that is a win. Little wins. Yes. That we really have to celebrate with ourselves. And I think that's really overlooked by so many. We just kind of think we have to be somewhere where we're not just take the moments to celebrate those little wins. That's yeah. my big tip. Oh, I love that so much. Where can people, because people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, I want to see this beautiful <laughs> six foot woman. Like I want to find her on social. Like where would you say people can find you or follow you? Or... You can follow my page. My personal Instagram is Simone uh, Shep, S-H-E-P. Awesome. I will definitely send people to you because you are just fabulous. And I love that you now live where I live. And so we can see each other and that we are connected and that we met. So thank you so much. I know that the listeners of this podcast are just, just going to love you so much. And thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. See you girl. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I believe in the power of connection and community. If you loved this conversation and have a friend who you believe needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. It could transform their day. Share it on Instagram and tag me at Melissa Clampett. I'd love to shout you out and say hello. I'm so grateful for all of you listening and sharing. Follow this podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple. Your support means the world to me. If you found inspiration today, take a second and leave me a five-star review so more moms can find this podcast. I'd love to continue the conversation with you in our free Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes because who has time to write all that down? I believe in you, mama. I see you. I hear you. I'm Melissa Clampett, and this is the Reawakened Mom Podcast.